born and a day that they died. And and we see the dash. And there's all kinds of these poems written about the dash. It's how you live your life. In between the beginning and the end is when you live. Now let me tell you something. Some people live this life with a huge frown on their face. And I don't think that that's how God designed us as Christians, as believers in Him, to go through this world. Wow. Oh, we should be happy every day. No. Life happens and I get that. But listen to this. We are called to live. Solomon tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament that we are to enjoy every season in our life. So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you this. What season of life are you in? I really want you to hear this. We're going to ask this question at the very, at the very end of the sermon. What stage of life, what season of life are you in? Some of you are saying, man, it's winter. <laughs> Towards the end. I don't know that there's much. Or maybe, maybe we're a younger person. I'm in the spring of my life. I'm in the summer of my life. I'm, I'm having a good time in life. I'm healthy. I have my health. I can do things. See, one of the biggest problems that people have with living is this. This is what gets in our way. This is why we walk around with a frown on our, on our face. There are things in our past that we can't get over. And if you don't get over them, you cannot go to the next season in your life. You get stuck. And that's not okay. You have to continue on. Solomon says, keep enjoying the season of life that God has given you. Define that season in which you're in. And in specific times or seasons in life, you need to take advantage of that time. Here's the deal. Say, I'm going I'm to show you in a second some stages of life that I've seen and maybe the stage of life that I'm in. If you're older than me, the chances are you have stages of life that are beyond me. And if you're younger than me, maybe you haven't seen what I've seen. Okay? Now watch. If you look with me on your, on your yellow piece of paper at your worship handout, the first blank, check this out. It says, if we are caught living in the past, then it is possible to miss out on enjoying the opportunities of today. Do you know that God doesn't desire for you to walk around with a mopey face? And this is, there are seasons in life that happen, okay? There are times of persecution. There are times of pain. You grieve, okay? There's not good days. I get it. I get it. There's awful days. There's horrible days. Bad months, bad years. I get it. But listen. If you're caught living in the past, then it's impossible. It's, it's, it's very possible to miss out on the things. Solomon was a very wise man. Look what he starts with with verse, with verse 1. Again, you may need to chunk this up. Go back and read this this week. We're going to cover it kind of quick. Look. For everything there is a season. A time for every activity under heaven. Listen to this. You find where you are. Life has many seasons. Whenever I was a very young kid, this is what we did. I lived in small town rural America. We had four stop signs in my entire town. Population 2,300. Most of that was cattle. Okay, little town. I played baseball or went swimming almost every single day, probably in the summer until I was probably 12 years old. Every single day. You know what time I had to come home? When it got dark. Okay? The biggest problem that I had growing up is being on the other side of Albion, which is not big at all, and getting a flat tire on my bike. And Albion was so small that you just walked it back home. It's not really a problem. But I went through a season of my life where it was about baseball and games and, and just hanging out in the summer. You remember that season? You remember that season in life? Man! How cool. And then what happened? Responsibility. Oh, if we could just do away with that, right? Look, then I had this. 
I went to college. I went to college. After high school, I went to college to play baseball. Then baseball changed for me. It wasn't about the fun. It became, it was fun, but it was almost a job. It requires so much of you. I was, I was told what to eat, when I could eat it, when to lift, when to hit, when to catch, when to do everything. And I thought, man, this is kind of a job. Responsibility started to change. They, started giving, they gave me money for a scholarship to play baseball. I was required to do work. It was starting my first job now. I become a husband. I graduated college and became a husband. I could not come and go as I pleased. I had a buddy. I had a new roommate, right? I had my wife, Mary. Now, I made the mistake of doing a whole bunch of stuff on my own. That wasn't okay. Okay? But it, it was... It was it, you know how it is. If you're married, you get this. You have somebody else. Man, I've never had a roommate before. <laughs> wow. Somebody to do stuff with. And I learned that season in my life, I learned to enjoy having a date with my wife. Here's the deal. I took my wife out on a date last night. You know when I'm going to quit dating my wife? When I die. You should never quit dating your wife. I don't care if it, or your, or your husband. I don't care if it's moving your recliners together. We do this. This is pretty cheap, by the way. I'm not going to ask who binge watched all of Fuller House. We're just going to leave that there, okay? But me and Mary are about halfway through. So we move, we move the recliners together. We move the recliners together, and we watch Netflix. That's a pretty cheap date. Don't ever quit. And in our season of life before kids, God showed us what marriage was to be like in that season. And then this. We decided that we wanted to have children. We wanted to decide to have children. We were going to try to have kids. Now, we're just going to leave this here. I had a lot of fun during that season. And that shouldn't, that shouldn't go away either. Okay? God created this relationship that's great. Then I became a dad. Scared me to death. Anybody scared when you became a father or a mother? You're like, oh my goodness. Well, look at the responsibility. Then I learned to maintain a job. As I had children, and I began to learn how to input what God has given them to learn, and my responsibility, then I was given a job. And my job was to provide an income for my family. It's a different season. I'll be in, sometimes we think we're never going to get out of this season. We're going to work forever, okay? You're not going to work forever. But look, I became a homeowner. Oh, Wow. What is this about the arrogance of Matt show? No, watch. I became a homeowner and the season of my life changed me because you know why? Because we have people come over on Monday night in for a connect group that literally, that are not my blood relation of people, but I think because I don't see my family often, that some of them, they are physically and emotionally and spiritually closer family than my real family. What a season. Man, I became a homeowner and God says, look what I've given you, what can you do with it? Man, I'm telling you, the conversations that we had, I, we've laughed with people, we've cried with people, we've helped people, they've helped us. We've had so many people in our house that they've sat on the floor. I know, it's crazy. You said that with youth, that's not a big deal. There's adults. Oh yeah, have a seat, I'll sit on the floor. And we begin to enter this season of growing together. I had a, I had a man. I had a man who took the time to do this. And see, this is what happens when you get past the stage of a season in your life and you get to another season and you can look back and you see someone in that season, this is your job. Put into them. 
There's a whole lot of us that can say, well, I didn't learn much in that season because I didn't do what, was, what I was supposed to do. Okay, watch this. Tell them not what to do. They'll say, don't do this. <laughs> Guide them that way. And I had a man put a lot of time and energy into my life. And I became a person to be mentored and I learned and there was a season of learning. And then he challenged me. He said, okay, now your turn. You be a mentor. Oh, boy. And I talked, to I talked to parents of children, I talked to men, I talked to women, I talked to couples that have it all together, some that don't have anything together. And we seek God's instruction. Do I have all the answers? No. But I know a man. I know a guy, right? I get older. You're going to get older. I'm 35. In my life, there's no way personally that I should even be close to this age. I'm still like 18, Okay. I don't know, we'll see how 18-year-old I am when we go skating later after church, okay? By the way, if you're looking for some cheap fun, go skating with us this afternoon. If you need some information, talk to me. But I have, when I grow older, when we all grow older, there's something that happens. We become more stationary than we do more mobile. You don't move around as much. You don't get around as easy. And even in that time, Solomon says, even in that time, God has taught me to learn how to enjoy life. I remember there, there came a time whenever I was growing up that I, I, I remembered that my mom and dad would always go to my grandparents' house. And I thought, man, why do we always go over there? Why don't they come here? Because it was easier for us to go there. I just enjoy being with them. But we get older. I've lost and I will continue to lose friends and family to death. So will you. And we'll grieve, and there'll be tears. And you think, man, Matt, what kind of joy can be in that? Do you know that I think about heaven all the time? I'm 35. On a, on a percentage scale, I'm almost halfway done with life. If I live to be normal age, I don't know. I, I think about heaven all the time. I think about the people in my family that went on before me. I can't understand or imagine what they're doing. But it's not my time yet. It's my time to put into my children. To have a romantic date with my wife. To enjoy people coming over to our house. It's these different seasons. Look at your worship hand at the next blank. Look at this. In every season there are opportunities given to you to express blessing during that season. And my challenge is this. Is this. Find out what season you're in and don't miss it. Don't miss it. Say, Matt, Matt, I've missed a whole lot. I've messed up a whole lot. Okay. Stop doing what you're doing. Let's move on. Let God forgive you. Ask Him to forgive you. If there's consequences for what you've done, okay. Get it over with and let's move on. Enjoy the season that you're in. Man, there's no way that you shouldn't enjoy today. Man, it's not. Now, it's a great day to fly a kite. You might leave. Okay, you might get blown away. But it's a beautiful day. It's sunny. Express blessing during that time. Yesterday afternoon, I knew that I was preaching about this. I prepared this a couple weeks before. <laughs> and Mary and I take Lydia to school yesterday. Lydia's four. She's in, she's in preschool. Big stuff. And she comes out. She gets out of her seat. Mary gets out of the truck. Gets Lydia out of her seat. Takes her down. Holds her hand. And all, all up to the door. All the way up to the door. Remember, my four-year-old does not walk. She bounces. Okay? And I see, I remember this pink coat. Pink backpack. Braided pigtail. Braided, braided ponytail. And I see that ponytail just kind of 
flopping as she bounced, 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 bounced in the school. You know, what I, you know what I thought about? There's going to be a time in my life in a very, very short, very, very short time that I'm going to have to remember back to what that looked like. Our life goes by so quickly. Enjoy where we are. So, will there, so, so what happened yesterday or Friday, one day that'll be a memory. Or that'll be a memory. But for right now, I'm enjoying this season. Has anybody ever played Mustache Smash? The game? You hold up the handle and you have a great big mustache and has a suction cup. And it's like, you ever played Slapjack with cards? And you play Mustache? And it's a fun game for kids. And we play. And then we play Trouble. And if you really want to get serious in the Griswold household, break out the Uno cards. It is the real deal. Okay, we play, we hang out. Look at the worship handout. This is what we can't do. This is what we can't do. You can't hold on to one season. You have to move on to the next one. Why? Because life happens. We get older, we grow, we keep going. God says, in order to have a good relationship with me, to be content wherever you are. Hello, Philippians, we just got done with that. Paul talks about contentment. And Solomon says the same thing. You can look at... That Paul said, man, Paul's just awesome. He's got it all together. He was probably remembering what Solomon said. Nothing new. Nothing new under the sun. Solomon says this countless times in Ecclesiastes. To jump in, we're going to jump in in verse 2 right here. And we're going to, and we're going to take this straight through. If you have a pen, man, mark that up. Look at verse 2. A time to be born and a time to die. Hmm. A time to plant and a time to, har- to harvest. Many of us have experienced somebody in our family having a baby. You know. How they coo. How they smell. How they cry. <laughs> how many diapers you have to change in a day. You know, you know what I mean. And then we've all, set, we've all probably stood in a line or come to a, a visitation at a funeral home, and, you've seen, and we've seen death. There's a time to be born, and there's a time to die. In between those two things, something very drastic happens. Life. Think about this. You have an opportunity starting right now. I don't want you to miss this. You have an opportunity right now. I don't care what season you're in from right now until you get that last date on your headstone. Okay, Until that happens, you have a time to experience God in this life. What an, what an honor. But sometimes people don't like change. We don't like this, 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 this part. We don't like the time to die. Or the harvest. When, it, when die or harvest means it's ended. After they harvest, they're ready for winter. When, it's, when, they, when, someone, when someone dies, it's the end. It's final. Look at verse 3. And the, and the key to that is to be, we have to be flexible. We have to be flexible where, where, wherever we are. If you're not flexible with your attitude, you're not going to get there. You're not going to experience what God wants you to. Look in verse 3, he says this. There's a time to kill and a time to eat. A time to tear down and a time to build up. There's a couple hunters in the first 9 o'clock service and they camouflage on. And they look at this verse and they're like, yeah. There's a time to hunt. That's not what it means. I wish it did, but it doesn't. Okay, now watch. There's a time to kill and a time to heal. He's speaking of health. He's speaking of how you feel. Can you remember? 
And so some, some, of this, some of us may experience this today at the skating party. Man, we felt great skating, and then tomorrow we wake up for work going, whoa, I'm not 18 anymore. This is a time to kill and a time to heal. He's talking about our good health, if it's poor or if it's good. Can you remember when you could, watch this. This is something almost everybody can, can, can come back with. Do you remember, or have you seen kids the way that they walk barefoot across a driveway or run across rocks? Look at a teenager or an adult try to do the same thing. And the little kids, shoom, don't race children on rocks. They'll beat you every time. Okay? Listen, he's talking about our health. Don't forget to be thankful. If we're not thankful, it becomes an inward process and we become unthankful by not giving any thanks to God for where we are. Man, look at what God has done in your life. Look at those. Look at the experiences. Something is built. When he says a time to tear down and a time to build up. Some of you remember, man, I was married in 1968. I was married in 1972, 1989. Whenever you were married. And he said, we built our house. Cool. Awesome. You built your house. And now that, that house is 30, 35, 40 years old. And yeah, you may have maintained it, but is it the same as when it started? Soon, maybe after you die, or maybe right now, or maybe it has already happened, eventually in the future, what's going to happen? Your house is going to get torn down, and somebody will build a new one. And we think, man, that's awful to think about. Listen, that's why when God gives you something, enjoy it. Enjoy it. The only thing we're going to experience eternalism is, is eternal, eternity. That's the only thing that's not going to stop. It's when you die. Alright? Your soul is not going to quit living. Okay? Your soul is going to be eternally existent. Okay? But he says a time to build up and a time to tear down. When something is built, it's, uh, but in time it's torn down, something else is built, and there are times for both. Look at verse 4. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. We have all experienced these things. Happiness, sadness, joy, and sorrow. And it's a, an emotional roller coaster if you experience all those within like 24 hours, isn't it? It's just up and down. Listen, tears will not be gone. Grief will not be gone until we exit this world. It's fact. There's a time to cry. But look, see, we want to get so built up on a time to cry and say... Oh, my life is so awful. My life is so awful. Look, there's a time to laugh. Some of you had an opportunity to laugh at the Minions movie, and you didn't. Now you're laughing now. Good, you made up for it. Okay, good. Enjoy the season of laughing. Now look, we all like this. There's a time to dance. Hey. <laughs> Somebody like, oh, I don't know how to dance. Watch this word on dance. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Write the word guidance. G-U-I-D-A-N-C-E. If you've read Tim Keller's book, The Reason for God, I want to share something with you. It's called The Dance of God. God is our guidance, correct? He's supposed to be our guidance. Watch this. When you separate this word, the G stands for God. And if you break up guidance, it says, God, you, and I do what? You dance. You dance through life. Enjoy the seasons that God gives us. When he's talking about dancing, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to celebrate. Man, I can't wait. Some of the little kids were coming up to me and they were, they were, they were leaving and said, they said, Pastor Matt, are you skating today? 
There's mouthy little dudes. They're like this big. I said, are you skating today? And yeah, they're like, if we play tag, I'm going to get you. Man, it's going to be fun. Let's hope we don't fall on one of them, okay? Now listen, it's going to be fun. A time to dance, celebrate. Why are we going to go to Skateland and celebrate? If you had the time to sit down with the people in this room and find out what God has done in their life, you would not stop celebrating. Look at what God has done in my life. Look how He he repaired my marriage, repaired my relationship with my mom and dad. Look what He did. That's why we celebrate. In verse 5, He says, A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. Scattering stones does not mean this. It does not mean going to Skillet Fork in Wayne County or Wren Lake down in Jefferson County and getting rocks and skipping them on the water. Oh yeah, just throwing rocks. I can't tell you how many thousands of rocks I've thrown into water, okay? This does not mean that. In this section of history, in this time, you, that, was, that was a punishment that, that could be put on you and you could die from people throwing rocks at you. Okay, this is not funny. Scattering rocks, he's talking about throwing things. He's talking about people hurting th- during this time. There is a time, basically what he's saying, he said, there's a time to hurt and a time to put away that which will hurt. And watch this. Sometimes we have those rocks, don't we? And they're, not, they're metaphorical. We have words. Oh, James warns us. Huge in the New Testament. He says, basically, if you can control your tongue, you can control anything in your body. Wow. Wow. One of the reasons they think the Titanic got in trouble when they hit the iceberg is because they could not steer fast enough because the rudder on a 300 plus foot boat was only 15 feet long. It needed a little bit bigger rudder. Turn quicker. And James talks about the, the tongue being the rudder to shift. He says if you can control your tongue, you can control your whole body. It's hard. And sometimes we rear back and we let somebody have it, don't we? Scatter stones. Be careful that you don't throw stones in a glass house. There's a time to put away that hurt. There's a time to hug. If you see my parents come around me or my sister or my, my kids or my sister's kids, it's not like, hey dad, what's going on? It's not, hey dad. I hug him. I hug him. My kids, hug me. Lydia, Lydia and, and Emma, they see me and the, they just come up and, you see him, you see him out there in the, in the before services. And they just be, they just be close to me. Why? Because it's important. Okay? Human contact is gigantically important. It says a time to embrace. And then there's also this season. I told you that I went to college. In room 402 in Woodward Hall, I stood in my dorm room with all of my new college stuff with my roommate named John McCarroll, who's a 21-year-old beach volleyball baseball player from Northern California. By the way, he still needs to meet Jesus Christ, and I pray for him every day. I've been praying for a long time. Long time. 18 years I've been praying for him. One day I want to get a call. But I sat with John in this room, and I, this is college, man. Baseball player. We don't smile in pictures. We're tough. 
And my mom and dad helped me, helped me get all my stuff up into my dorm room. And I'm thinking, of all the last six months that I've tried to get out of this house, I cannot wait to do exactly what I want to do when I want to do it on my own time schedule. The door shut and a reality hit. And if you've experienced that season, you know exactly what I'm talking about. As much fighting that happened, as much interaction that was negative that happened, as soon as that door shut, I was like, oh man, I miss them. Don't necessarily miss the rules, but I miss them. And it says, then there's a time to turn, turn away. There's a time to wave goodbye. He's talking about death. He's talking about leaving. Different seasons in life. When your kids move out, when they get married. When your kids move out and they go to college. Man. Look at verse 6. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. Keep asking questions. Keep asking questions. I talked in the 9 o'clock service. I have a professor. He's been, pre- he's been teaching and preaching at a seminary for 55 years. He has a master's and doctorates in different things that I can't even spell, let alone pronounce correctly. He can write and translate in Greek or Hebrew. The dude is a genius on the Bible. And he, gets, and he sends these devotions out to us. And I'm like, man, I, he, just, he, he has the bi- parts of the Bible memorized. He has four books of the New Testament memorized. Just memory. And he writes these devotions. He says, guys, I can't wait for you to get up. Guys, 70 years old. He goes, man, 75 years old. He gets up and says, I can't wait for you guys to read this today. I can't wait to see what God shows you. And I'm thinking, whoa, man. How, how does this not become repetitious to you? You've been doing this for 55 years. And in those, in those devotions he'll send us, he said, I cannot wait to read God's word. Every time I wake up, it's, it's an addiction to him. He can't wait to see what God says because he's in a season that he, he doesn't quit learning. Never stop. Ask questions. Here's some advice. We say, man, I, I need a better job. Okay, fine. Here's some just general advice that I pray that you take. If you're looking for a better job, don't leave that job and, you know, until you have that job. Don't leave a job until you have a job. And that's just my to you. Don't leave a job until you have a job, okay? Now, verse 7, look at that. A time to tear down and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. Now, he's not, he's not playing, we're not playing one, two, three, hush puppy. You've ever played that game with kids? Oh, man, I didn't, you come over to our house. One, two, three, hush puppy, you would probably call it something else. But it's when you have to say, you have to be quiet, and, and the first person to say something or make a noise loses, okay? Now, we think, oh, well, God just wants me to walk around and be quiet. No, this is what Solomon is saying. Some of us have a very, 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 very hard time being quiet when it comes to the terms of gossip. Oh, or this. Or becomes readily accessible to get in our pocket, bust out the iPhone, and rip someone to pieces on social media. We have to learn to be quiet. And there's a time to speak as well. If somebody comes against what God has planned, what God's Word says, then it's a time to righteously speak against that. Sometimes we need to be quiet. Sometimes we need to speak. And he says something here that's very, very different. In verse 8, he says, there's a time to love. Now, we all like that one. You know, 60s, dude. Love. But look, look, a time to what? Hate. Oh, 
I want to ask you a really quick question. Is hate okay? Oh, you're like, uh. How about if I said yes? Hmm. Hmm. We're going to have to see what this has in text, right? In, in context. God doesn't not like sin. He, he doesn't just, hey, I don't like it. The Bible said that God hates sin. It's righteous anger. <laughs> Be careful to not make yourself righteous to make that anger. Okay? Get that. Don't make yourself more empowered by, oh, hey, look, I'm, I'm having righteous anger. Watch yourself. <laughs> okay? A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war. And we look at this, and we look at it today, and you may think, you may think I don't like war. I think war is wrong. Okay? I'm not going to argue one way or the other except this. You, we may disagree. We may not be able to come up with a common denominator as, is this the right time for war? But, you can't deny that there is a time for war. Think about who Solomon's father was. King David. King David smoked a lot of dudes in the name of Jesus. With the Israelite army, they defeated thousands of people. And I'm not talking... Man, we're not playing two-hand touch football here. Okay, they're not defeating teams by playing tag or flag football. They are running people through with swords. Now that we think, man, there's a time for war and a time for peace. The nations that, came, that tried to come up against Israel, God showed them the favor of why Israel was chosen and no one could conquer them unless they quit doing what they're supposed to do. And there's a time for war and there's a time for peace. When we talk about war, I do want to mention something, okay? As much as you can argue about this, as much as it's, it's, it's an overwhelming issue, people went to war to gain freedom. I have a strong military family. The only reason I didn't go into the Marine Corps is because I got a chance to play baseball. That's probably the only reason. But look at this. Never forget that there was a war that gave you and I free speech, assembly, press, and oh yeah, where you're sitting right now. The freedom to express your religion. The freedom to love God openly and publicly. That should just give us joy. I know, I know of places, I have friends that have been to places where to possess a part of the Bible is 100% illegal and against the law. If you like rap music, listen to Lecrae. His song called Go Hard. In it, he talks about going to Central America with his wife. His wife gave her testimony. Forty people stood up. And he takes his lyrics straight out of this mission trip and he said, those 40 people that stood up have never ever heard the name of Jesus. Forty people. And we, and we have this freedom to come here openly. Look at 9 and 10. What do people really look for? Or what do they really get for their hard work? Some of us look at what we do all, work, all week at work and we're like, the only thing I get for my work is yelled at by my boss. If I have a good week, they say, hey, next week let's do more. If I, don't have, if I have a subpar week, they say, hey, we got to get, get it moving. Get it going. What, what, what he's saying here, is will your, will your work ever get done? Now think about this. You go through a room in your house like Mary and I are doing right now. And we're going to get it all fixed up. Okay? We're going to fix all the holes and patch everything. And it'll be good. It'll be great. And then when you come and you get used to that room and you step out and look at the rest of the house, what happens? Oh, we need to fix the whole house. <laughs> right? Is your work ever done? 
No. You can make a, you can make a billion tires at Continental, and the next day, you ha- there's more to do. You can go to school, and there's another lesson to teach the next day. I don't care what you do, your work is not done. Look at verse 10. I have seen the burden God has placed on all of us. He wants our attention. Pay attention, Matt. Look at 11. Yet God has something has made everything beautiful for its own time. He, was, he has planted eternity in the human heart. Even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. That is, we don't like that at all. We just, we just want this. Now, if you like surprises, you probably wouldn't go for this. But what if I said, for a, for a nominal fee, I can let you put on these goggles, and when you put on these goggles, you'll be able to see next week how this problem that you have in your life, you'll see how God works it out. Now, if it works it out okay and for your advantage, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's sweet. What if it comes out and it's a time of testing and you're like, oh, no, no, no. And then you're anxious about going through it. Listen, he says this, I've planned eternity in your heart. People can't see what, everything that I do. Look at 12. So I concluded there's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. Huh. Sweet. He almost quotes Dave Matthews here. If you're a Dave Matthews fan, listen to this. He says, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you'll what? die. It doesn't matter. Nothing dies. Look at verse 13. He says it. People should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. Solomon took a different slant than Dave Matthews did. Hey, Dave Matthews is not a professing Christian. Okay? This is. Look, Solomon's talking about you should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of your labor. If you work, and I'm a work, okay? If you work and you get a paycheck, when you go to work, they give you money, okay? You get that money. And, you, and, you're, and you're financially able, and you, maybe you catch them on sale, and you go into Kroger to the black hand-cut meat case. I have a degree in meat, okay? <laughs> My dad's a butcher for 35 years. You go to the hand-cut case at Kroger, it's the black case, and you said, I want some IBP, Illinois Beef Producers, choice ribeye. Get the whole ribeye, cut it in steaks this big, and when you cook them at home, enjoy it. Now, some of you are thinking... Man, I'm so hungry right now. We should enjoy the things. Listen, you should enjoy steak. Mike Davis used to say, I'm so glad that God made cows out of steak. Amen. Man, (laughs) I love bacon. No, you don't like bacon? There's no amens for bacon. This is weird. Amen. Okay, we have bacon. Okay, good. Look, enjoy, enjoy ice cream. Hey, you know what? This afternoon, enjoy skating. Man, enjoy going... Listen, my daughters think that this is... We don't go camping without ending up maybe every day. I'm just... Maybe. Theoretically. We might end up every day at Sister Custard Stand. If you camp in Wayne Fitzgerald's campground, you are too close. You have to go. If you've never been when you talk after church, it's a spiritual experience. They open in a couple months. We'll go. (laughs) Look... They have orange sherbet. You should enjoy it. If you've worked hard your whole life, enjoy your retirement. Enjoy it. Remember that there are people that would like to have what you have and eat what you eat. And I don't care what you have and what you eat. There are people that want, that they come up to me, they think that I have some kind of Disney World marriage and life. Man, God has blessed me beyond anything that I deserve. But I can assure you that it is not without an argument or two. And it's mostly my fault. Mary's in here. Mary said, did you say amen? Oh, okay. (laughs) We have to learn to be 
content where God puts us. Look at verse 14. And I know that whatever God does in final is final. Nothing can be added or taken from it. God's purpose is that people should fear Him. Not be, oh, scared, boogeyman, God. No, reverence. God, thank you for the blessings in my life. Thank you for the opportunity that I had today. Look at verse 15. What is happening now that has happened before? And what will happen in the future has happened before. Because God makes the same things happen over and over again. Here's my challenge to you. If you have, a, if you have an early stage or you're in early seasons of life, I challenge you to do this. When you get to go to work and they give you a paycheck and you get money for doing a job, set some money aside. If it's five bucks a week, save up for a couple weeks. Find a godly couple that are beyond you in years. Take them out and you buy them dinner in exchange for them teaching you how to get through the season that you're in. This is multiplication. A church addition grows like this. Multiplication explodes. When you have people putting into other people, you see things like what happened in Acts chapter 2 with the first church. People exploding, adding to them daily. I'm just going to throw this out here. But maybe, maybe you're in a stage of life and you have, you have these things called teenagers. Find some people that are empty nesters that have went through that. Their evaluation and their words is not measurable in money. It's not. It's, it's not. Find somebody. Seek them out. Look at verse 16. I also noticed that under the sun there is evil in the courtroom. Yes, even the courts of the law are corrupt. I'm not going into this with you on election year. Or ever. Okay? Here's the deal. The whole world is broken because we're human. And our agenda is getting away. Look at 17. I said to myself, in due season, God will judge everyone, both good and bad, for all their deeds. When you stand before God and He, and he calls your name, is it going to be a good day or not? If you're a follower of Christ, it's going to be the best day of your existence. It's going to be the best day of your entire existence on this planet or in eternity. When God says, you... <laughs> You accepted the free gift of salvation through my son, Jesus Christ. And you put up with a lot of stuff in this world. And yeah, you messed up and there's some bumps and stuff along the road. But you tried to honor me as best you could. Well done. Man, I long to hear those words. I think, man, you're only 35 years old. What are you talking about that for? In verse 18... I also thought about the human condition, how God proves to people that we are like animals. He goes on, For people and animals share the same fate, both breathe and both must die, so people have no real advantage over animals. How meaningless, easy, stay with me. Look at verse 20. You're thinking, oh man, people and animals, same thing. Both go to the same place, they came from the dust, and they return to dust. Let's set something real plain and clear to you. Ready? Animals and humans are not the same. We have a soul, animals do not. I know, I know. You see, you've all seen all dogs go to heaven, okay? Whatever. I had a conversation with my father one time, and I, I you know, I, I was 18 or 20, and I knew everything, okay? If you've been there, have you been through that season? I'm glad I'm out of that season. So here's the deal. I was having a conversation with my dad, and I said, I said, Dad, you know, you got any questions that are just really hard about the Bible? Don't ever, ever, that's bad, that's a bad question to ask. My dad says, do you think there's going to be animals in heaven? And I'm like, of course not. They don't have a soul. 
I win. Whatever. He says, okay, do you believe that every word in the Bible is true? And I said, yes. He said, okay, when Jesus comes back, where does he get his horse from? <laughs> Some of you are going to go home and have to Google that. It's in Revelation. Okay, Jesus comes back riding on a horse. Okay? Where does he get his horse from? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he has a stable. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But look at, look at, uh, look at uh, 21. He says, For who can prove that the human spirit goes up and the animal spirit or spirits of animals comes down to earth? He's talking about under the sun. This is a philosophy and a religion of under the sun. Okay? That means this. Everything under the sun is a guess. Over and above the sun means this. We die. We have sinfulness. We need God. Okay? We need Him. Look at verse 22. So I saw there's nothing better for people than to be happy in their work. You've seen the Disney movies. You've seen, you see Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, haven't you? What do they do? They whistle, don't they? Whistle while you work. Yeah? Some of you are going to go skating later. And oh man, whistle while we, whistle while we skate. Okay? <laughs> whistle while we skate. That is our lot in life and no one can bring us back to see what happens after we die. Here's your opportunity right now. If you don't hear anything, hear this. You have the opportunity to be a godly mate right now. You have the, uh, you have the ability to be a godly, a godly child of your parents right now. You have the ability to be a godly parent right now. You have the ability to be a godly employee right now. God says, this is your season. Look at your worship handout. Again, I just go right back to this. You're going to die. Unless Jesus comes back. Until then, you are to live. Wow, do what I want. No, that's not what I said. Here's the deal. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of life to enjoy. Now, I'm 35. Here's some things. Here's some things that I've seen that are good. There's a lot of, there's a lot of life to enjoy if you're willing. Enjoy the kiss of your mate. Take her on a romantic vacation. Get a sitter for the kids. Enjoy each other. Enjoy kissing and holding hands. Enjoy the food that you have today. Enjoy the opportunities that we have today. Our life's purpose should be this. We should live for Jesus no matter which season we're in. And if we move to a different season, we keep doing what He asks us to do. That's how we find the contentment. That's, where, that's when God can really just speak into you. And that's the kind of opportunity that I've seen in my life when people come up to me and say, Matt, you are going through literal hell in your life right now. How in the world do you have any hope? And I said, I have all the hope that I need in Jesus Christ. He's going to take care of me. And they almost fall over when you tell them that. I said, I have no idea how you can do that. I lost a job one time and I knew it was coming and had a, had a fellow teacher come up to me and they said, how do you, you're so optimistic, how do you have this? I said, my God will supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory. He goes, where's that from? I said, the Bible. He promises. It's not, an, it's not an if or maybe I will. He says, I will give you everything that you need. Guess what? I've lived 35 years. I've yet to see this. I've yet to see God let me down on anything that I need. Anything. God, I need more patience. Be careful with that one. He will give you an opportunity. I know a lot of people that say this. Yeah, this is all great, but I don't have drastic amount of money in the bank. It, to be wealthy, to be somebody of, man, I can really enjoy life, I need money. Here's the deal. I know people that have millions as far as assets and in the bank, and they are not wealthy at all. 
They have no relationship with their kids. They're, they're just unpleasant people to be around. And they're, it's just bleh. I also know people that hardly have anything in the bank. That are some of the wealthiest people I know. You've heard my grandpa. My grandfather was a nobody in Fairfield. He was just a business guy. And he would say, I'm the richest man in Fairfield. And I'm thinking, our last name is not Podolsky. Okay? We don't have any oil rights. We don't have any... What are you talking about? He said, I have my family and my family knows Jesus Christ. I'm the richest person in Fairfield. I'm the richest person. God talks about this. Enjoy that stage. Don't miss out. I want you to live with Christ. I want you to die with Christ. I want you to rise with Christ. And I want you to celebrate. Celebrate. Man, have fun. You come to our house, we have this thing, this regular thing, it's called dance party. Man, it's awesome. What do we do? We just dance in the house. Okay? We just hang out. Enjoy worship music. We sing worship music together at the top of our lungs. Our neighbors probably know all the words in 90.9 The Vine. Okay? <laughs> Listen, we... I'm just, I'm begging with you. Don't miss your life. Theoretically, and in, in percentage-wise, I'm almost halfway done with mine. If I live to be an average age, I'm almost halfway done. Guess what? My desire is to live every season and do what I'm supposed to do. That one day I'll hear, well done. <laughs> well done. And if you don't think that there's going to be celebrating in heaven, you are vastly and strongly mistaken. It's going to be an anthem of praise for our King. But God says, wherever you are, whatever season you are, enjoy where I've taken you. If you have the opportunity today to go skating with us, come skating. Go to Fairfield. Get on some rollerblades. Fall down. Okay? Whatever you want to do. Okay? Just come over and hang out with us. Uh, We have the offering for the Touch Someone's Life gift. Uh, Tammy Marks and oh, just just Tammy this time. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this eleven o'clock service total was a one was one hundred and twelve dollars uh, today. Uh, there's there you go. There's some notes today. Uh, a total connection gave away three hundred and sixteen dollars. I can't say thank you enough. Okay, God is good. We're gonna pray for that money that God uses it. Um, if you can skate with us today, I think there's a $20 max. Uh, so no matter how many people you have in your family, I think that it's, there's a $20 max. It's $5 a person. If you don't want to skate, just come over and hang out with us. They have these things called pickle sickles. And people who were like, on Facebook, when I put it on Facebook yesterday, they're like, what's a pickle sickle? I'm like, dude, it's a heavenly on earth experience. They're like, what is it? I said, it's frozen pickle juice. And you do what with it? I said, you eat it. And I know, some of you are like, wow, he likes to mow the yard and he eats pickles. He's just weird. It's okay. Hey, enjoy today. Enjoy what God has given you today. Before you leave here, tell somebody that you appreciate them. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this time. This, this time we can talk to you. We can be with you. We can sing praise to you. We can look into your word. And God, that you are just with us. Help us to enjoy these seasons in our life as, as they come. God, help us to see you. To be content. And if we've passed the season, that we can find someone that's going through that and teach them. God, that we constantly be putting into people what you've taught us. In your name we pray. Amen.